Welcome into Honorado and Bagnardi, live on location, but socially responsible mm. with the distancing here, Bags. I said, keep your mm in colony. I'm going to Saratoga Courage Distillery to hang out with my people who make the great product of Pick 6 Vodka. There it is. Nice. And I'm getting the behind-the-scenes tour, and we'll show you some of that here coming up on today's show. Uh, you already have been handed... Some moonshine. Is that accurate? Some moonshine as well in yep. the time that um, you've been up there. So, look, I'm jealous I can't be there, but being here also enabled me to take part in our interview with our guest this morning, which I know you're going to tease here in just a second. Yeah, the WWE is coming to Glens Falls. You can speak and say it. Liv Morgan is going to be on the show coming up here. We've got our Pick 6 Vodka Picks as well. And your boy Kyrie Irving is back. Not for long because he's only playing road games. Will Djokovic get to play for a 10th Australian Open title and what would be a grand slam that would put him ahead of Federer and Nadal for number one on the all-time wins list by a men's singles tennis player? And a lot going on in the NFL here ahead of week 18. We've never said that before. Week 18, let's get it going on on Arado and Bagnardi. This is Honorado and Bagnardi, brought to you by Outfit House. All right, Shawnee, and as I said, live on location, my fat head out of the way here. Mm -hmm. There it is, Saratoga Courage Distillery, Greenfield Center, and Pick 6 Vodka, our presenting sponsor each and every week of the Honorado and Bagnardi NFL Pick'em. Uh, we are so proud to be partnered up with them. Sam already checking in here this morning. Yes, Sam, good morning. Uh, good news for Sam. He's one of the guys who beat us. I am I am in the home of Pick 6 Vodka, so he will get his swag one very, of the many. very soon from us. I know, man. We just can't seem to win, although last week we did get a victory. That was big. More on that here as, as we go along in the show. The Let's talk about... Wednesday night, Shawnee. Yeah. Kyrie Irving back exactly. on the court for the Nets. What did you see? What do you like? And does he put them your or your team? Does he make the Nets the favorites to win the title at this point? Maybe not at this point, but I think by the time he gets up to speed, yes. It, it it's very possible, but it's all going to be how it plays out too, right? Is he going to be able to play in home games in the playoffs? There are a lot of still unanswered questions. I'll answer it this way, though. They need him if they want to win a championship. So his return to the court is monumental. Now, as far as what you see, by all indications, you know, and this is what Steve Nash has said and others have said, they were able to bring him back even earlier than they thought they would. He's stayed in basketball shape and he looks fine. He looks like Kyrie Irving and he'll be okay. I'm not worried about him gelling with these guys or, or mixing in. It, it's going to take some time for them to really get up to speed with each other. Um, I've talked about Kyrie Irving, the person on this show, and my opinion on whether or not he should even be out there. I'll, I'll keep it to basketball beyond saying this. I got to call BS here on my net squad, right? Because the whole idea of, well, now we have to bring him back 
is because they had so many guys who were dealing with the COVID protocol. Yeah. But then it was, let's bring them back, but we got to ramp them up for a little while and we'll get them back whenever we can. Looks like it'll be around here early January. Well, guess what? Now, just about everybody who is out from health and safety protocols is now back with the team. So the team is okay roster-wise. Yes, you're still putting a heavy workload on Durant and Harden, and those are minutes that they're going to be worried about the rest of the season. But really, was this about bringing him back in an emergency situation? And if that was the case, well, now what? You're going to tell him to go home when you're back to full strength, which is already now? So, like, no, we know what this is. But, like I said, you need him to win, but you need him all the way. You need him to be a full-time player to win it. So this is good because I don't think you could just bring him back into the mix late in the season and then try to figure it out. So it's important for the Nets basketball-wise that he is out there now. Um, But he's going to have to play in home playoff games if they're going to have a real chance to win it all. Sam says over under and Kyrie before testing positive six games. Yeah, who knows? I, I mean, everybody on this team was just in health and safety protocol. Yep. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, he could very well test positive. But at this point, it feels like anybody could with, with Omicron and the way it's spreading. Um, but yeah, obviously being yeah, unvaccinated, you're more likely. So, I mean, we'll see. The NFL has changed its protocols in terms of how quickly even an unvaccinated player can get back on the field. Carson Wentz. I mean, it tested positive on a Tuesday. He's back out there on a Sunday. He's an unvaccinated guy. So the NFL is clearly like, okay, look, we need to be a little more liberal with what we're doing here. We don't want to lose players for 10 days and potentially they miss playoff time, right? That certainly is right. is not something that uh, the NFL wants to deal with. A couple of home games for the Nets before they go back on the road. Portland, Chicago, just a couple of days apart. And then a four-game road stretch starting in Cleveland on the 17th, which really is where I thought the Nets would start Kyrie and and okay we got now four straight games where he can ease into this thing instead of start stop start stop which is what he'll have to do over the next what couple of weeks or a week or so yeah by the way they don't need him on the road they've been great on the road all season they need him at home where they stink they're like a 500 team at home this this year for some reason um but you'll take him when you can get him and obviously this is to like I said about the minutes managing the minutes of Kevin Durant the bottom line is this if these three guys are right and they're healthy, the Nets should be the favorites to win the championship if if he can be out there, like I said, in in home playoff games and it's somewhere you can rely on him. Because otherwise, what, you'd rather be on the road in the postseason? But look, I said it last week, it's setting up for disaster because you've got Golden State, who's so good out West. Imagine they get to the NBA Finals against you guys, and Kyrie can't play in either city. Right. Well, the Nets. I mean, it's it, it's setting up for disaster here if by June things are not more wide open or or more accepted in New York and San Francisco or Santa Clara than they currently are. So I'm with you. They they should be the favorite. Um, and it's still crazy to me that all three guys on the court at one time have only played in like a combined 15 games or something like that, counting last night. Yeah, they, they've. They only had a handful of regular season games and a handful of playoff games, but they were good in all of them, winning records in all of them and very good in the playoffs when they had all three. They, they said it during last night's game. It was like five and one or six and one, whatever, when they had all three in the postseason. So, like, yeah, obviously these guys 
are three of the best players in the league. I think Kevin Durant is probably the best player in the league. He's the best scorer in the league. I and mean, when you think about what Steph Curry has done, Steph Curry's been insane this year, right, scoring the basketball. LeBron James has been very good scoring. One guy, Kevin Durant, right now leads the league, and that really speaks to his consistency. Now, again, he's had to play a lot of minutes and carry a lot of the workload for this team, and I hope that bringing Kyrie back will alleviate some of that because you don't want to burn these guys out come postseason time too. But the reality is Durant has missed several games already with protocols, so has Harden. And if Kyrie's only going to play in half the games for a while, I mean, you could end up having this season be a blessing in disguise because of how rested you'll be come playoff time if you play your cards right right now if you're Brooklyn. Again, if you get there, I don't see a scenario in which Kyrie is not playing in every playoff game if he's healthy and and the Nets are obviously in the postseason, which they will be. We'll see. Not an Adam Silver decision at this point. We'll see if maybe the new mayor in New York will change some things. We'll see, right? Maybe. I mean, yeah, things are either going to change in the city or like I have speculated on this show, maybe the Nets would just try to move their home game. I love that. Love that. Uh, You know, it, it... you need him out. What's more important, right? Filling the Barclays Center or or packing any arena. I mean, I don't care where you play. You can go play at a high hanging, school. If you want hanging a sure. banner. It's all that I mean, matters. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Yep. So I think again, they're the yes, to answer your question, if they're right and they're healthy and they're and they're all full-time players, they're the favorites. All right, quick roll call here. Carol's watching. We know Carol would be watching. My uh, my wreath is still hanging on the front door, and it still looks pretty darn good. Uh, Jason Palatsky, haven't heard from our guy Jay in a little bit. He addresses that. I'll bring up that comment in a second. Uh, if Nick were to say hello to us, Bags, how would he do it? He would say, who day? And he did exactly that. Yeah, who day? Uh, interesting stuff with... The Bengals this week, which I don't know that we'll address it, but Burrow's going to rest because of the knee, and they've got a little bit of COVID, which is affecting some of their situation here too. A little uh, bit of COVID. J- yeah, just a little bit of COVID. Just, just a, yeah. A uh, Buddy the Elf, you see him there. Oh, yeah. How about that? This is, hey, man, this is, a, this is a good place to work. Let me tell you right now, they're, they're having fun doing their thing here at Saratoga Courage Distillery uh, in Greenfield Center. Bags is not with me because we're socially responsible here. And a little bit of behind-the-scenes look here at Saratoga Courage, which has a great mm. story to it. A woman who really picked up the, the passion that her late husband had in creating this business and now running it. And they are doing big, big things here with pick six vodka. They've got the devil's den moonshine, uh, bottling it all here. You see done done by hand bags Yeah, uh, by football fans too, by the way, bills fans, Broncos fans, giants fans. Only one of them having a really good year this year. <laughs> Look at this. That that's nice when you can, you know, represent to where your gear to work. Right. I mean, that's, that's always a fun environment. Seems like a great place to work. All yeah. right, we we got to get to a question here from Adam. I want your thoughts on this. Is Kyrie the John Stockner, Gary Payton of his era? I know Kyrie isn't known for his defense, just for his craft. Would you go as far as Allen Iverson or Stephon Marbury? What do you think on mm. comps for Kyrie Irving? He's unique in a lot of ways. I don't know that we've seen a handle quite like his. Maybe Iverson is the one you'd have to go to for that comparison. Yep. But he can he can score. I think he's probably a better passer than Iverson, uh, not on the level of Stockton. What do you think? Iverson and Peyton were too good defensively to get the Kyrie comp. 
uh, Iverson won Defensive Player of the Year. Same said for for Gary Payton. He was a lockdown guy. I like the Marbury idea here because you said in Kyrie's dribble is Steph Curry has a really good handle. He doesn't get a ton of credit for. Um, Kyrie's at another level than that, though. So he's even above Marbury in that way, but he's a he can fill it up, too, the way yeah. somebody like Steph on Marbury could. Good question, Adam. I, I don't know, man. Irving's just a little different. So a little he different. Is. Yeah. You know, Stephon Marbury, of course, played for the Nets. I was thinking about this the other day, and it's a little – it's on topic here, but off topic. Because you reflect back when you have a guy like Durant on the team and Harden and Kyrie, and you start to think about those – the great Nets who I've seen in my time, right? And and Marbury was a very good net, not a great net. But Jason Kidd, of course, on that level, a guy like Vince Carter on that level. And I thought to myself, it's incredible – the difference in talent, right? Like, like Harden and Kyrie are guys who are on another level from just about every other guy in the NBA, right? When you see it on a night in night out basis, that's evident. Kevin Durant, man. And look, we, we've always known how good Kevin Durant is. We've seen him in playoff games, but seeing him night in and night out is a question I would like to ask, you know, Kustak or Ryan Eagle, if we, if we get them on the show, is, is seeing them night in and night out giving you a different kind of appreciation for Kevin Durant. It's crazy watching this guy go about his business, man. It really is. And honestly, it feels to me like as great as he is, he will always be, I'll say underappreciated, but also under, like, I don't know that history is going to remember Kevin Durant as the second best player of his era. It's LeBron. Yeah. Right. And and then I think you just get there are other guys with a lot more flash that are that people are going to remember more. And then they might get around and say, oh, wait, that Durant guy was really good, too. I, I don't think he's going to be top of mind for a lot of people as great as he is. I'm I'm with you on that all the way back. I think he hurt himself going to Golden State. Not hurt himself. I don't obviously he, he won championships. Right. And he was he was uh, an MVP of the finals. But yes, twice. But, it's the way you go about it too. It, it it that that doesn't overall hurt him. It just didn't maybe help him the way winning a championship another way could have. But we'll see what happens in Brooklyn. The thing is too, he's again teamed up with some great players, but this is really more his team. I mean, Golden State was his team too, but it's different. Yeah. The Durant Curry relationship is a little bit different than the Durant Harden or Durant Kyrie relationship in Brooklyn, you know. Yep. All right, uh, our guy Jay Polatsky says he just picked up a bottle of pick six Ooh, the other night. So he, uh, he's he got the weekend ahead of him to enjoy that. And and he is somebody who bags, of course, beat us in our picks this, this year. So Jay will be getting some pick six swag from us, as uh, plenty of our viewers will be getting. Coming up next, we've got... We got some inflammatory stuff in the NFL. Comments made about Aaron Rodgers' MVP candidacy. I, I mean, can't wait to you know I can't wait to get to this. And we've got our picks coming up on the show. Hang out, everybody. We are Honorado and Bagnardi. I'm live at Saratoga Courage Distillery. I'm in we're my keeping, kitchen. We're keeping Fridge bags. Not a we're keeping bags at home. 
This year, experience the ultimate adventure in a new RV. Don't miss the free Saratoga City Center RV show this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Shop indoors and explore a wide selection of the biggest brand-named RVs in America. Buy your RV during this special three-day event and get 30 free nights of camping. Plus, all 2020 and newer RVs are backed by our exclusive lifetime warranty. Get ready for a year filled with fun and adventure this weekend at the free Saratoga City Center RV show presented by Alpenhaus RV. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Gen Air, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Now, your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. All right, Bags, I made up a little bit of ground last week on the viewer. We are still trailing. Yeah. It's not breaking news, and we only have a couple more weeks to go. We will go into the playoffs here a little bit with our picks with our Pick'em presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Where do you like to go out to watch games if you're going out to watch week 18 games where there are still playoff seeds to be determined and a couple of spots that are up in the air in both conferences how about Swifties in Albany go check them out how about Arsenal City Tavern bootleggers Troy why not big supporter of pick six vodka Lake George Beach Club I've said it on the show before Lake George never goes out of season man that is that is a town now that is always good to check out, even in the winter. Our guy, Robbie, Tipsy Moose, Ship's Pub, too. Throwing a little sure. plug there. And uh, and if you just want to enjoy some pick six vodka at home as you watch NFL games this weekend, definitely support that. Go pick up a bottle or two at Purdy's Liquor in Saratoga. And if you want to just, if you want to get a tasting before you buy a whole bottle, Go to the Saratoga Winery. Great spot. Had my rehearsal dinner there. You know that, Bags. And they've got the Saratoga Courage Distillery Tasting Room at the Saratoga Winery. All right, Shawnee, let's get into some of what's going on in the NFL before we get into our picks here. Did you see the comments by a Chicago reporter? Mm -hmm. And he has an MVP vote in the NFL Mm -hmm. about Aaron Rodgers. Here it is. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. Rodgers rebutted that he doesn't think this guy should have an MVP pick because he's so biased. Uh, he also said, if you want to change it to most vaccinated player, then he would be out of the running for that. But it's most valuable player. You got a problem with what was said, the way he's approaching his vote, or is he in line here that Rodgers is not really a good teammate because of what he is doing? Well, what makes somebody valuable, I suppose, can be subjective to a degree. And if you're a voter, you have the right, I guess, to view that how you want. I happen to disagree with his opinion. I mean, you can be the biggest jerk in the league and still be the most valuable. I, I do agree that... Rodgers maybe maybe is the biggest jerk in the league, although 
I, I guess technically now Antonio Brown is out of the league, right? So I guess I can go with uh, Aaron Rodgers maybe being the biggest jerk in the league. But look, will he ultimately lose votes for being unvaccinated or could he lose the MVP for being unvaccinated? Mm-hmm. As, as you asked that question on the screen mm-hmm. here, I guess if it comes down to one vote, we know he, he could, but he shouldn't. I don't think he will. If one voter feels this way, maybe others do, but I just don't think that's the case. I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. I think he'll win the award. Um, I don't have a problem with this guy having his own opinion and voicing it. It's just one I happen to disagree with. It reminds me of the T.O. argument with the Hall of Fame, right? Like Terrell Owens should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer when you look at all the numbers, but people are like, well, he was kind of a cancer in the locker room and and that's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't, to me, T.O. is a Hall of Famer. You got to be able to separate. I can separate with Aaron Rodgers. I think he is maybe the biggest jerk in the league, but he's the MVP. And Laura says she doesn't think Rodgers is going to be the MVP this year anyway. Laura, who's your vote? Maybe it's, maybe it's Jonathan uh, Stewart, not Jonathan Stewart. Oh, that was a throwback. Jonathan Stewart, the Panthers running back. Remember that? I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna. How say did I get it? that name in my head? Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Colts. Maybe he's Laura's pick for the MVP. Yeah, I thought you were what just thinking John Stewart, the comedian. John Stewart, the comedian. Interesting stuff he's got going on uh, Apple TV Plus, by the way. Yeah. If you're checking that out, uh, Nick, of course, thinks it should be Burrow. Burrow's had a heck of a year. Yeah. Uh, we'll give Jamar Chase the offensive rookie of the year. How about that? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, give By me the way, yeah. On this Roger stuff. Let me get this in real quick because I think this is interesting. Did you see T.O. says he'll he'll go play with the Bucks after they got rid of Antonio Brown? Yeah. Go give ahead. Give him a I, shot. How many snaps ahead. do you think T.O. has left in him? Uh, probably enough. Yeah. Look, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. He's the best player on the best team right now. Period. Yeah. Uh, his numbers are as good as they've ever been at any point in his career. And look at what he did last year as a 37-year-old, now 38, the, the guy is the MVP. I know Brady has more yards, but the overall quarterback play, Rodgers is the best guy out there this year. He's the MVP. If, if, if people want to give me Jonathan Taylor, eh, okay. I know Cooper Cup has had a ridiculous year at wide receiver, setting all kinds of records. But to me, you know it's an award that is going to go to a quarterback. I am really interested as to whether or not the offseason drama with Rodgers and the vaccination status will come into play. And I think the result of the voting will tell us what we need to know because the play on the field has been Rodgers as the best player. Right. Let's say let's say he was putting up insane numbers, but the team wasn't winning. Would you attribute any of that to sort of the drama surrounding him? Maybe. Yeah. But but they are winning. I mean, and that's the problem. That's well, where that's where this one just kind of falls on deaf ears for me because they're winning. Like you said, the best player on the best team. He's the MVP. So yep. his this this voter's opinion about you can't be the biggest jerk in the league and still be the MVP. Well, I think Rodgers is proving that you maybe can be if that's how you feel about him. But obviously, he's not going to vote for Rodgers. I'm so, live at Sarah. Yeah. No, so I'm no, saying I mean, that's that's just one example. I don't I don't see. A, a large number of voters feeling that way. Uh, I think the rock man means you're in timeout um, with the chair. Uh, <laughs> I am because you're at home or maybe I'm going to knock you out with a chair. If we wrestled, I'm not sure exactly, but I'm going to pretend like you are in timeout because I'm live at Saratoga courage distillery. As we get ready to do our weekly pick presented by pick six vodka. First game 
on the docket. And our guest picker this week is Justin Willock. Mm. Jets at Bills. Big yep. number bags. 16 and a half for the home team Buffalo. Are you willing to give that many points against your Jets? No. I think I think Buffalo will obviously win this game, but the Jets will do enough to cover. It looked okay against a, a Tampa Bay team last week. Should have really won that game. Um, look at this. All on the look Jets. at this. And, and obviously this is just about the number, right? That You agree with me on this? Too big. Yeah, and the Bills have a lot to play for. They can still win the division, and they can move all the way up to that three seed and avoid the Patriots in the first round, which I think would be – I've got Bills fans who are who have texted me and said, no, we want New England in the first round. I keep saying, no, you don't. No, <laughs> yeah. you don't. Right. <laughs> okay? It's cool to talk tough, but at the end of the day, you don't want Belichick in the first round. Get to the three seed because maybe the Bengals lose. I, I, probably not. Um, but maybe you can get to the three seed. You can win the division. Buffalo has a lot to play for here, but 16 and a half was just too much for me to, to say, yeah. okay, I'll give you all those points. Uh, give me them. And the Jets are playing with house money, and they, they want to spoil anything they can for a division opponent in Buffalo. Yep. So enough to keep it somewhat close within a couple of touchdowns, right? I think so too, man. Yeah. Speaking of the Patriots, uh, 10 and six, still a shot to win the division. They go to Miami yeah, and there have been late season struggles in Miami by this Patriots franchise. I won't say team because the players changed. In fact, the quarterback is very different than it once was, but New England here, a road favorite five and a half bags. Yeah, I agree with them being the favorite here because I think they're going to win the game. The question is, will it be by a touchdown? I'll go with yes. Oh, boy. And we're all on New two England here. here. Yeah, I mean. Th- th- this is not good for me because, as you know, no. I need to make up ground on the viewer and well, the lockstep. Now, you said you, you won last week, correct? Yes. And your approach last week was to go against the grain. To pick go against my own thinking. Right. So you would now have two chances here. Instead, you went with your thinking. You won, and you changed your strategy. Uh, who does that? I see what you're saying. Yeah, not smart by me. What are you, Pete Carroll, throwing the ball at the goal line? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, Adam says Jets are the better New York team moving into next year. You believe that? Would you rather be the Jets right now than the Giants? Are we counting the Bills? No. Uh, then yeah, yes. right, right. Not counting the Bills. So yeah. we'll get so many Buffalo people. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, not yet. I'm not ready okay. to say that. All right. We're all on the Jets. We're all on the Patriots so far here. Colts and Jaguars. Boy, Jacksonville, what, they gave a 50. They gave a 50 last week. I mean, my goodness. And Indy needs this game. They win, they're in. So 15 and a half. Is that enough to scare you off being a road team, but saying, hey, you're going to win by three possessions? Two and 14. They gave up 50. No, this is a little bit different to me than the Jets with that big number. I'm taking the Colts. And you agree? Justin agrees? And here we go again. Justin right now is very close to automatically winning. I know. Because because all you have to do is tie one of us. Tie the the top guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. This is not good. Let's, like I said, every week we don't know the picks until we throw them up here on the screen. So I'm reacting in in real time, unfortunately, to this. Niners need this game. Yeah, I know. They have to win to get in. Yeah. Um, Rams are good. The Saints, uh, the outside shot at eight and eight, a lot of uncertainty. But the Rams can still win this division. So we've got two teams who have a lot to play for. And to me, 
the fact that this isn't closer to a full touchdown, I thought they've lost five straight to San Francisco. The Rams need this game. Yes. If Matthew Stafford's going to be the difference maker, I thought he would be at the beginning of the year when I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, This is a game he has to show up and play really well. He struggled the last couple of weeks, just barely got out of Baltimore with a win, three interceptions the week before that. So Matthew Stafford, it's time to show up here in a big spot. Does he do it against the division rival? I say, yes. Ooh, you're on San Francisco. And again, I got the same as Justin. Again, you got the same as Justin. You were starting to make my argument for me there at the beginning, saying how important this game is to San Francisco. Interesting. And, you know, they got to keep it close at least. It was about that touchdown difference for me here, right? So you were saying you think they're going to win by at least a touchdown, the Rams. I think it'll be closer than that. I see it more as a field goal if they're going to win, or maybe even San Francisco goes in there and gets the W. So I'm going to take the Niners and a few points here in what I expect to be a very close game. Okay. Uh, We talked about the Saints a little bit here. They still have a shot to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Rams win, Saints win. That's the combo New Orleans needs. Do they go to Atlanta, four-and-a-half-point favorites? One, do you think they win the game? Are they playoff bound? Well, you pick the Niners to cover. Do you think the Niners will win or just cover? I didn't have to think that far because I kind of had both. I, I'm I'll, asking you. I, I'm, I'm saying they're going to lose, but cover. Okay. All right, so if the Saints win here, they get in. Yeah. First question, do you think the Saints – Nah. you think the Saints win and cover? Yes. Yep, I think they're going to go in there and win by at least a touchdown. They'll be like, here we go. We got a little okay. chance here. Here's this is shot. one chance. My goodness, this this game could very well decide everything. Yep. Um, yeah, um, I think the Saints will be okay here to go into Atlanta and, and take care of business, get the win. Okay, yeah, I, I like the Saints here because I think the defense does enough. The, the New Orleans offense is not going to wow you, but maybe Kamara has some big plays in them here. They know they need to win in order to reach the postseason. I think that defensive line gets after Matt Ryan the way they have after every single quarterback this year, um, and I think that becomes the difference. By the way, how about the play from Matt Ryan last week against the Bills? This guy. He, he, he dives into the end zone. I know, but – but the new rule now is if a quarterback is kind of giving himself up, even if he's in sliding, you're down at where you make that move. So he's at the, the half yard line. Then he gets up and he's talking trash to, I think it was Jordan Poyer. And now you get a 15 yard penalty. So you thought it was a touchdown and penalty. Oh, no, 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 no. You're short of the goal line. And now we're backing you up 15 yards and they don't yeah. score on the possession. I mean, I what a mess. But you know what? I like Matt Ryan. You do. Don't you? He's okay. I like him. I don't feel strongly one way or the other on him, honestly. Thanks. That's, that's always good for a sports talk podcast. I don't feel strongly well, one way or the other. He, here's what I don't like. Didn't close out a Super Bowl, okay? Uh, Chargers. They were only up by 100. At 28 to 3, my God. Uh, both teams 9 and 7. This is the Sunday night game on News Channel 13 and NBC. The winner gets in. There's no better scenario. Final week of the season. Final no. game of the regular season. Winner gets in. The road team, the Chargers, the favorites here, bags, three and a half. And that's why I picked the Raiders, because kind of feels like a pick em game, sort of a coin flip. You're going to give me the home team and some points. Yeah. I guess I got to go with the Raiders here. I, obviously, this one could go either way. I expect it to be a good game. But if you got to take a bet, and we do, that's the name of this game. Give me the home team and the points, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I was on the Raiders, too. You saw. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're all on the Jets. We're all on the Colts. We're all on the Patriots. Woof. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Justin and I have the Rams. You got the Niners. Bags and I on the Saints. Justin's got the Falcons. Shawnee, you and I are on Las Vegas. Almost called him Oakland. And Justin's going with the Chargers. Hey, right, we come- we're finally going to find out uh, the Washington football team. Yeah, about that. But you know what? You excited? Why? So they have the name. And now instead of saying the name, they've said when they're going to say the name. What is this? PR 101. But it's not not like, here are these five great names. Go out and vote, and we're going to announce it on this day. This is, we have the name. Mm -hmm. We're just not going to tell you yet. Why? Sounds about right. Why is that? All right, there was one more question up here. There was one comment I wanted before we finish our our NFL segment here. It was a question. Oh, man, we actually have a lot of comments. I can't find it. But it was about Rodgers. If if he bangs a positive test, here it is. It's from Sam. If he he tests positive and somehow misses a playoff game. Can't. Can't. He he does not get tested anymore. He's 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 got league immunity after having COVID. Right. So he can't be tested at all. If if but it's an interesting situation where if if his if the circumstances that he has um, prevented him or maybe cost him a game, would it change your view on all at all as to his ability to win the MVP because of the potential to hurt his team? I know it's a big what if, but you understand. I, I hear you. Let me, I know I'm being too technical with the question. Sam doesn't mean it this way, but it's a regular season award. The votes are in before the postseason. So yeah, he's, already, he's already survived as much as he needs to. You could make the argument Sam should be making here is he missed a big game against the Chiefs, a game they lost. So couldn't voters use that against him? Hey, you left your team, hung them out to dry in a big game against Kansas City. And and you lost that game. So, so the better question is this then: If that game had cost them more than it did, because it really didn't cost them anything in the long run, right? Do you then take into account the off the field stuff, or or no? You go by what you've seen on the field, and he's still the MVP. Yeah, give me what he's done on the field, man. They still have the best record in football. I, me too. I'm with you. Period. Okay. All right. All right. When we come back here, our guest, finally getting to our guest here, Liv Morgan from the WWE, as wrestling comes back to Glens Falls this weekend, Saturday night at the Cool Insuring Arena. We've got the WWE superstar with us next, right here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Overweight. If you snore, don't wait for your next physical to find out you have sleep apnea. It could cost you your job. Call Dr. Frederick Dreher at the Integrative Sleep Center for a game-changing alternative in sleep apnea treatment and get a good night's rest. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. Wondering what to do now that your Philips CPAP was recalled? Dr. Frederick Dreher has a safe and effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Just pop it in and get a good night's rest. Keep your quality of life. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. We work with all insurances. 
And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Bagnardi, live from Saratoga Courage Distillery, Pick 6 Vodka, of course, their signature product, and our sponsor for the NFL Pick'em each and every week here on Honorado and Bagnardi. You just saw our picks. And now, Bags, the guest of honor on this week's show, man. We we had Apollo Crews on earlier this year when the WWE came to the Times Union Center, and our guest now, I think, would probably kick his you-know-what. Mm-hmm. And certainly ours, as we always <laughs> talk about on this show, whenever we have a, a combat sport uh, athlete on, we would have no chance, and that's no. the two of us combined against right. this person. Yeah. Uh, yes, in fact, I'm wearing a touch of makeup, so that will tell you all you need to know about how tough I am not. All right, let's bring our guest onto the show here, and it is a WWE superstar live Morgan with us here on Honorado and Bagnardi as the WWE gets ready to come to Glenn's Falls, the home of the Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. So yeah. you know people in Glens Falls love their wrestling. Liv, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. I would never, ever, ever, ever beat you guys up, ever. That's nice ever. of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> I like you guys. No. She'd hit us with a chair. You know what? I, I've always said it would be so – I would love to be thrown through a table – if you could guarantee my safety, that would be fun. Oof, there are no um, guarantees, guarantees in wrestling. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a, a risk you have to be willing to take. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. Well, Liv, first of all, uh, tell us about Saturday night's event, uh, the Super Show at Cool Insuring Arena, 730 in Glens Falls. How fired up are you for this triple threat match you're part Oof. of? I'm so excited. Well, first off, um, I'm from New Jersey, so I love getting to go back home. You know, New York feels like home to me, so I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. My, I have a pet pig, and he's here grumping around. So if you guys hear it, <laughs> it's my pig. I live on a farm. But so excited for the show. Um, we have great, great seats available starting for $20 on seat, SeatGeek.com. So if you guys have not gotten your tickets yet, you can go there and find some awesome seats. I'm so excited, you know. Um, I have a long history with Becky. Becky has a long history with Bianca. And we are main eventing this awesome super show in Glen Falls. Um, and I'm excited, you know. We have a pretty crazy dynamic. Becky is so crafty and Bianca mm. is so, so, so strong. And I'm just so relentless. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Chris, we got to rewind for a second. You have a pet pig. Can Thank we, you. Can we see the pig? Is it possible to see the pig? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can show you the pig. He's literally laying on the carpet right now. I mean, has his little blanket on him. I don't know. I don't know why he's grumping around. He's annoyed right now. All right, hold on. Let me okay, show you guys. Yep. Let's do it. We're going right. mobile, okay. Chris. Okay. Flip. Mobile. Okay, I'll, I'll just show. Yeah. 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 Where is he? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> you said a little piggy. That is not a little no. piggy. Big big, what is his or her name? His name is Piggles, and he just wants some pets right now. He was like, yeah. like Mom, give me some love. Yeah, he's a pretty big boy. <laughs> wow. Okay. How about it? So what goes into taking care of a pig? I mean, I will we'll ask you some wrestling questions here. <onna... <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I just turned off my camera. One second, guys. This is you great. see what you did? 
you wanted to see the pig and this is what happens. Yeah, this is good TV. Um, so he is pretty self-sufficient, to be honest. He doesn't require too much work, you know, just make sure you have his favorite vegetables. He's a vegan pig. So um, loads of veggies, loads of exercise outside. I try to get him running every day because he's a little fatty, you know. I try to keep his cardio up just so he can stay healthy. Um, but he's like a complainer. Like, you know, if he wants something or if he's upset, you're definitely going to hear about it, which is why I had to tell you guys about his grunting because he, he was being so loud that I was like, okay, let me just tell them that my pig is here. I thought that was the whole time. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know that we're even going to get to a wrestling question because we've <laughs> we've we've done our homework here. Uh, I am too from Bergen County, and I read you're from Paramus. Is that accurate? I've got no, it's oh, it's Wikipedia lied to me. I know, I know. You can't believe everything you read on the internet. I'm from um, Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Okay, I saw that too. I was born okay. in Morristown, moved to Elmwood Park when I was about four years old. Um, and lived there up until I moved to Orlando, Florida when I got signed to WWE in 2014. Um, I had just turned 20, so now I'm kind of a Florida girl. Yeah, so you've but gone still from... Jersey so hard. Home is home, and I love, I love home. Yeah, you've gone from like one of the most concentrated populated areas you said to now living on a farm with a pet pig under your desk there it's yeah. quite a change <laughs> i know i know who would have thought because i certainly would have never all right let's talk about saturday's main event here um how is this going to play out what do you expect and can you give our viewers a little bit of insight into a strategy that comes into play when Oof. it's a triple threat match um triple threat matches there um they're so much harder than just you know a singles match because you're not worrying about one person you're worrying about two people and um you don't necessarily need to be the one that is taking the pin to lose so you know you just have to be so aware and um kind of know what your opponents are doing at all times and um i'm definitely preparing for some cheating becky is so crappy she loves to cheat so i've definitely got to keep my eyes open for that and Bianca, um, it's hard to prepare for an athlete like Bianca Belair because she's so strong, she's so fast, she's so powerful. Um, she kind of has it all going on. So I just, um, I just gotta be so well-rounded and just so aware and just um, do what I do best, um, which is um, never give. I, I don't ever, 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 ever give up. When I said relentless earlier, I'm so relentless. It takes so much to put me down and to keep me down. And um, that is definitely my strength here in this in this battle. You know, Becky fights for pride, Bianca fights for pride, but I do this because I love it more than anything in the whole entire world, so. So obviously what we see there is just an incredible athletic exhibition. What do people not see live in terms of your preparation? Like how often do you work out? You know, do you have to stay to like strict diets to keep yourself in such great shape? You know, what is what is the prep work go into that people don't um, so definitely I try to get a workout in every single day. Um, so that's definitely on my regimen of things to do, get a great workout in, or, you know, if it's not a great workout, just at least get to the gym, get my body moving. Um, I feel like it's just part of this mindset that I like to have of, you know, even when I'm tired on days off, just go to the gym and at least get stretched and some cardio, you know, just get in the gym. 
uh, my diet. You know, honestly, it's not as clean as I'd like to <laughs> lie to you about. Um, I don't like to deprive myself. I love desserts. You know, sometimes I'll eat dessert before I eat dinner. But um, so I'll just, you know, up my water intake. I'll only drink water. Um, I eat clean, but I definitely like to indulge. Um, I have a wrestling ring in my backyard. Um, so I use that to train. Also, one of the girls, Natalia Nyhart, um, third generation WWE superstar. She also has like a training facility that she is so nice and lets me come and train with her. So um, I just try to stay ready and I just try to improve. There's so much to learn in this business and you'll never know it all, but it's something that I strive for. So I'm just always trying to learn and just see what I can be better at. All right. Now I know you're like real audible here after the pig knocked over the camera. So we're making you <laughs> hold your phone. I, I will I will kind of leave you with this because I don't know that I trust anything I, I read anymore. Did you grow up wrestling in the background? And and if not, how did you how did you become a WWE star? Where did that love for wrestling come from? So um, I did. I did wrestle around with my brothers in the backyard. We had a kind of a makeshift ring, which I don't recommend. Don't do that. Anyone at home ever. Don't do it. Just, you know, if you want to be a wrestler, to go about it the proper way and, you know, find a training facility when you're old enough and make sure, you know, it's safe. Um, but I did. I, I, I definitely wrestled around with my brothers in the backyard. And I think my love um, of wrestling started when I was five years old. And it was the very first time that I ever watched WWE. Um, I just fell in love with it. I watched it and I watched the women, you know, and I was such a tomboy growing up. So when I saw these girls wrestling and some of the girls were wrestling the boys, I just I just saw myself and I was like, that is something that um, I feel like I can do. And, you know, they were my role models. They kind of um, I knew I wanted to be in the WWE the first time I watched it. So it kind of gave me purpose, you know, growing up to be good and um, to stay out of trouble just because I thought if you want to be a WWE superstar, you know, you got to, you know, um, just stay out of trouble, you know, just be good and you know it just it just set me on track to do the right things and yep. um, which i'm so grateful for because i feel like if i didn't have that motivation you know my life could have been very 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 different but luckily i saw and fell in love and the rest is history all right well as we let you go i, I you heard me say it at the beginning of the segment here glens falls hacksaw jim duggan is a legend up there sneak attack move here how about this Bring a two by four the way Hacksaw used to and beat some butt. I know. I know. I might have to take it out with me just to ensure some safety, just in case, you know, Becky does want to cheat. I'll have a little, <laughs> my little ode to Hacksaw. I'll have yeah, my, people, my people two by four. People absolutely love that. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, listen, Liv, thank you so much for the time. This was a lot of fun getting to know you and your pet pig. And uh, <laughs> can't wait to see you in action Saturday night at Cool Insuring Arena again, 730, the start time in Glens Falls coolinsuringarena.com, seatgeek.com to get your tickets. Check them out right now. The great Liv Morgan with us here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Thank you, Liv. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face, sharing laughs at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family, there's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. Teams.
athletes, organizations, we're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Shawnee, we're back here on Honorado and Bagnardi. I'm live. Let me give you a better look. Enough of Bagnardi space here. Live at Saratoga Courage Distillery here in Greenfield Center. Our sponsor, of course, for the NFL Pick'em each and every week with Pick 6 Vodka. And they are a hardworking group. In early, out early. Lauren and Siobhan doing all the work. They give Adam a hard time because he just kind of runs a little bit of the show here. We like to let him believe that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the work ethic is far superior than ours. I have no doubt. Of course, that oh, there's no really question. Much. By the way, I didn't want to really get into it, but the question I had about the pig, I mean, it's not going in a litter box. You have to take it out and walk it. That's got to be quite the mess to clean up if you don't. But I assume Liv's got it all taken care of. My guess is the little fenced-in yard area, you push the pig out the back door and you let it do its thing, right? I guess. Uh, here are a couple of the great it. products they've got here. Pick 6 Vodka, right? The Devil's Den, Moonshine. Nice. And there's even a little strawberry jam here, bags, if you like your vodkas flavored. Boom. Sure. There you go. All of it here at Saratoga Courage Distillery. Uh, all right, as we get into our final segment here, the biggest talker really all week long in the sports world, right, is something we haven't covered yet here on the show, but I think it's worth talking about, and that is what's going on with Novak Djokovic. He's one Grand Slam title away from being the winningest of all time. Back when we thought no one would ever catch Federer, no, no way. Now, in fact, Djokovic and Nadal have both caught him. This is a tournament, the Australian Open, that Djokovic has dominated. He could win his 10th, but he's not vaccinated. Australia, very strict rules about allowing unvaccinated people into their country even. So he is hung up literally at the border. He's in a hotel near the airport in Melbourne because there's a visa issue, and it really is all related to his vaccination status. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack about yes. this one. So, first of all, he said that he had an exemption to play. Correct. Which then it appears like maybe he didn't. Now, one of the exemptions is if you've had COVID recently. So, if he indeed did test positive recently, then he may be exempt or think he's exempt without actually getting the appropriate exemption. But who knows exactly what is going on here behind the scenes? We don't. I guess only Djokovic and maybe the Australian government here to some degree. Um, Australia has been very good about getting people vaccinated. I saw a stat that says 90% of people 16 and older are vaccinated. No city has been locked down more around the world than Melbourne. So it's they take it very seriously there. So on the face of it, uh, it kind of makes sense. Now, I mean, we're talking about a sport in tennis where you are naturally socially distanced and it's not a team sport. So 
I think there should be a way to make it possible for him to play. I mean, everybody wants to see him play. It's better for Australia if he plays in their tournament. And and I think everybody would like to see that happen. Um, that, yeah, it, I, it, it, it wouldn't be too much special treatment for you to allow him to play in this just because he's a big star. Like this is how you send the message, right? If, if you are, and you, you outlined it there, how strict Australia is as a country during COVID and go back to early March, our buddy Peter Hooley, who played basketball at UAlbany told us that you were, you weren't allowed away from your apartment or house. And, and in fact, the country was telling you you only had a certain amount of time allowed outside, even at the height of this pandemic. And now you're going to tell me, well, let's let Djokovic play because it's a, an important tennis tournament. I, I'm not making the case one way or the other here. I'm, I'm asking the question, do you, do you think that he's really above all of that just because of who he is? Uh, no, I don't think he is. And obviously, right now, it looks like Australia doesn't feel like he is. And, and that's OK, again, based on their track record here of how they have treated the pandemic. This is in line with that. It makes sense. Um, just looking at it from the bigger picture, I think they're maybe handling it too strict when it comes to things like this, because I think they should find a way to make him play. And if it was this country, they would. But again, I can appreciate and respect how they have handled the pandemic better than this country has. So given that, it, it does make sense to me. I'm also looking at the bottom line here. It would be his 10th Aussie Open title. But more importantly, if I'm Australia, I'm looking at the history of this. This is, we could be the tournament where Novak Djokovic claimed the men's single Grand Slam title and never gave it back. So right. if he's not allowed to play in this tournament, and maybe he doesn't win it anyway, but if he's not allowed, and then th does he win in the French? Maybe not. Maybe Nadal gets his number there, but but he could go win Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, and now you're at 20. So you, you see what I'm saying here is like, in terms of historical perspective, if I'm, Australia, I'm looking at this and saying, we could lay claim to the tournament that gave Novak Djokovic his 21st Grand Slam title and made him the winningest men's tennis player ever. Yeah. I don't know that Australia can be worried about that, right? Yeah. I, I and, I, and I like the idea of a country or a government or anybody saying, no, no, we are not making an exception for you. There are exemptions. And if you meet one of those exemptions, we'll evaluate that, but we're not going to make an exception in absence of that exemption. So if that's the case here, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I think there's still a chance he can play right. And this gets ironed out in a way where maybe there is an exemption that, you know, he thought he had. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's the kind of guy you can give the benefit of the doubt to when it comes to this because of how anti-vaccine he has been, right? But again, are you going to just try to pull a fast one and be like, well, I have an exemption, then you get to the border and it's embarrassing and you can't, I don't know, right? There's got to be something else to this. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers went with the I'm immunized <laughs> and it didn't work out for him. It worked out for a little bit, but not all the way. Uh, final few moments here and Carol's right. Uh, CO, you have not mentioned Betty White. No, I have not mentioned Betty White yet. You're right. Thank you for bringing up uh, the fact that, uh, I mean, I can't say I know I knew Betty White, uh, but Betty White dies at 99 years old, New Year's Eve, 
um, two weeks, two and a half weeks from what would have been her 100th birthday. I had dinner with her when she was 81, yeah. I believe. Um, I, uh, she was 81 years old, um, and she was as sharp and witty and funny and engaging and and all of that. And it was it was me, my mom, my dad, and my uncle Al and Betty White. Um, it was an incredible experience. I mean, she's you know. America's sweetheart. And, and that's the connection, right? Through Uncle Al? Yeah, through my Uncle Al, who who lives in LA um, and is a talent manager out there, uh, knew her husband, Alan Ludden, very well. And then obviously became very close with Betty and shared Thanksgivings with her and, and all that stuff. So yeah, she was a dear friend to him. Um, and I know how great of a loss it was for him as, as well as so many other people. But she was, I mean... The first woman to produce a sitcom. Yeah. She starred in it as well. 1953, I think, is when it started. She was one of the first stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And she just got better as she grew older. I mean, right. people remember the Golden Girls, yeah. But like Hot in Cleveland yeah. was a great show for so long. And then her movie career in comedy was so good for so long. So she just did it all. I mean, started with you know game shows, but... Uh, Mary Tyler Moore show, obviously, she just did it all, Bags. It's funny how, like, at the start of her career was kind of this, the the wholesome image, right? And then she kind of cultivated <laughs> that into being, like, some of the raunchy humor later on. And and um, and you nailed it, man. I mean, you said it all. She was, she was so funny, a, by all accounts, a class act by anybody who ever talked to her and met her, including yourself. Um, it, it feels like with her, what you see is what she was. And that's not always the case for a lot of people, a lot of celebrities, people with a ton of money, people with a ton yep. of fame. And it seemed like she really was that person. That's how she got that nickname, America's sweetheart. And yeah, no doubt we'll, we'll be missed. Obviously 99 is a great run, but it's, it's sad when you're that close to a hundred to not get to a hundred. Cause there's just something about that number that would have been nice to see her get there. But the people um, magazine that did the piece cover story, about Betty White turning a hundred, and and it hit newsstands like two days after she had died at ninety nine. It, it yeah. I saw people writing on social media like she's the first person in history to live to ninety nine, and everybody is saying it wasn't long enough. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And 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 a good ninety nine too. Thank God. I mean, that's what you know. I know she had slowed down near the end, but for the most yeah. part, lived lived a, a very good, healthy life, and that's really all any of us can ask for. So. She will be missed. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, Bags, uh, let's let's get it done with our picks this week. Can we please? Our thanks to Saratoga Courage Distillery, the entire team here, Holly and Adam and Lauren and Clea and Siobhan working here as well. Thanks to their support of our segment each and every single week. We will see you next week, everybody, on Honorado and Bagnardi.